and welcome to Man Woman Movie, Episode 3. I'm Erin Hulls. And I'm Jason Hulls. This is a podcast where we take turns picking movies. And no matter what the movie is, we both watch and review it. So, this is our third episode. It's our third outing. Yeah. We're back over to you now. (laughs) It's my turn again. So... Um, Cobra went pretty well. That was my last pick in episode two. It wasn't terrible. I'm glad you can see that. Now I'm, I'm looking forward to um, what this this pick is. Mm-hmm. It's um this one is a newer one, and this one is one that I'm not assuming is going to be bad, like I did with from Justin to Kelly. Oh, I yeah. assumed that one was going to be bad. Oof, you were and right. I, yes, and I picked that one as a joke. This is a movie that I genuinely um, have been wanting to see. Okay, cool, cool. Well, then, why don't we just get to it? I, I, I have absolutely no idea what it is, so what are we going to watch? The Danish Girl. Oh, interesting. Is that Eddie Redmayne? Yes. He was uh, Stephen Hawking, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I heard that was really good. That I got did too. That and got, um, didn't it get some Academy Awards? Uh, yes, it did. Okay, I'm excited. Let's just get to it. I don't want to waste any time. Do you have your rum and coke? Uh, I got something here in front of me. Let me see. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Do you have your chocolate chip cookie? I do. I'm not going to try to make a sound for that, but <laughs> yes, listeners, I do have a cookie, so I'm set. All right. There's nothing else we need to do. Let's All right. get going. Go watch The Danish Girl. I love you. Because you're the only person who made sense of me. Who made me possible. Ooh. Okay, so talk about a tonal shift. <laughs> we went from from Justin to Kelly to Cobra <laughs> to the Danish girl. <laughs> like, we just went way into the deep end of the pool, I think. Well, what did you think? Oh, I thought it was a, a really good movie. I, I mean, I think it's clear from um, what we've learned from the research department that it's a heavily fictionalized version of events. There's there's a basis in reality. Yeah. It's it's heavy. It's very right. heavy. I did think it was very good. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Maybe this is just because I didn't do my research before watching it. I didn't know that it was based on a true story. Mm. And I, I feel like that was a known thing to a lot of people just seeing the previews. I guess I just <laughs> never picked up on that. I didn't know it was a true story. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting just because it was so old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it takes the- place in, it starts in uh, Denmark in 1926. Eddie Redmayne is a guy named Einer, and he's married to uh, a painter named Gerda. They're both painters. He paints scenery. She paints portraits. And they're both relatively successful. They both uh, sell their paintings to galleries. They have openings. He doesn't really like going to the uh, shows. Uh, He doesn't like going Mm -hmm. to the openings so much. You kind of get slight little glimpses that he's kind of enamored with female clothing um and you know he's watching her put on her makeup and he he's really interested kind of overly interested in how she's putting on her lipstick and doing her hair and stuff like that um and the the scene where it all starts to come together she's really stressed out her model for her painting doesn't show up has something else to do so she asks her husband to step in 
can you do me a favor, put on these stockings, put on these heels, you know, these fancy shoes, and just model for me. He puts this on and something is happening in him um, and it kind of starts to transition him um, into this mindset of being Lily, of being this woman that he believes he was born uh, to be. It really hits the gas quick because... Oh, it's like, yeah. Once he tries on some stockings and shoes and he starts feeling the material, he has like a really physical almost reaction to what's going on as he's sitting there modeling while she's painting. It does later on in the movie, he does say that she helped in that moment bring him out or, or make him who he really is, but that Lily has always been there. I think that was a big thing that they uh, emphasized, was that Lily was always there. She's always there, yeah. Yeah, and he describes how, uh, as a child, his friend Hans kissed him. Mm Mm-hmm. And they got in trouble because his dad caught them and gave Hans a whooping. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But Lily was always there. And so after... Einer puts on Gerda's model clothing. That's triggers something in him, and then he's interested. He mm-hmm. runs to the theater where his friend is doing putting on a show, and he starts going through all the costumes. And let me tell you, <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Yeah, you see more of Eddie Redmayne's full Monty than you yes. see in the full Monty. Yes, like. I mean, there's full tucking going yes. on, and you see the act of the tuck. Does the old tuckeroo? <laughs> Does the old tuckeroo? Um, it's not just cut to he's yeah. tucked. He is tucking in a close-up. <laughs> so we've emphasized that enough now. I feel even weird focusing on such a superficial detail in such a heavy movie, but it happens, so it, we're it covering does. it. Next, what he does is he puts on her pajamas underneath his clothes. Silky, yeah. silky undergarments. Little, little, yeah, like a, a, um, a silky nightgown. Yeah, and he wears that underneath his clothing. And so she discovers that because she starts getting a little hot and heavy with him. And <clears throat> she puts her hand down his shirt and lo and behold, there's her nightgown. So she's pretty okay with it, actually. Which was, which still confuses me. Why she was so okay with it. Because it didn't lead up to that. It wasn't like she started having um, some suspicion up to that point. It, from, at least from my perspective, I I thought that seemed to be the first she had ever known. It seemed that way. That he was interested in wearing women's clothing. Yeah, it was a surprise to her for sure. But she went with it. Next, they had a, a show opening to go to. And he wasn't really into the idea, so she comes up with the idea of, well, hey, why don't we create a character for you? Wouldn't this be funny? So they create the character of Lily, Mm -hmm. and she kind of teaches him his first few lessons in how to move like a woman. Put on makeup. Walk in high heels. And so they go to their first opening, their first party, and, um, you know, he's obviously very nervous. Um, And then... He's hit on by everybody under the sun. Right. Every man with a pulse there right. is leering. Even though he still blatantly looks like a man. 
I think so. He's still the bell of the ball. He is the bell. He is the dish. The Copenhagen <laughs> dish. Einar could have met any number of men at that party. I, they the, were all over him. Every man was like yeah. leering at at Einar. I don't know. Is is that what it's like when women go to parties? Do they just look around and every man is just leering at yes. them with lecherous right. eyes? Day one of being a woman and oh. he's got, you know... Just grand slamming it with, right. the, with the men. Right. Henrik comes along. He was a creep. It, he was, yes. He was kind of a creep in the beginning, but by the mm. end of the film, it, like, he's the established friend. Well, yeah, but... But, yeah, he was a little He was in... Yeah, because he was pushy. in... Three scenes, right? The scene where they met Mm -hmm. and, you know, and he was just insisting on kissing him and and wouldn't let her go. And she kept saying she was uncomfortable. She wanted to leave. And that was the first time Lily was Lily. Correct. Yeah. That was was night one of being Lily. And Henrik wants to keep making out, does make out, and Gerda catches them. Right. So this is the first point where Gerda's like, whoa. Right. I thought this was a joke. Right. They talk about it at home. And Lily is very distraught, doesn't quite know how to articulate the feelings. And then the next scene, or the next scene that he's in, where Lily goes to his apartment, and Henrik is is pouncing on Lily and trying to grab her. And he goes for the grope. He goes for the, the crotch grope, yes. Yeah. And she's really uncomfortable, and he's he's really insistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it, I think... Lily runs out of there, and that's kind of the last you see of Henrik for a while. And and Henrik knows. Like, Henrik calls Einar, Einar. And not Lily. Yeah, yeah so and, it's and, sh- and that totally throws Lily for a loop. And he's just like, what? I, you know, he's just kind of like, ah, come on. And, and then she runs out of the house and leaves him behind. And then by the end of the story, he's just palling around with Lily. I don't know, some sort of kindred spirit there i I don't know why but like maybe it's just somebody that lily feels comfortable with i i don't know that i've ever seen a movie that does a better job um of illustrating the internal struggle someone has Mm -hmm. when they feel that they're when they're transgender yeah you know it did a good job of getting across the questioning that a person goes through. He's even got very supportive people around him. That was another thing about the movie and the time that surprised me, the time period. Gerda, his wife, is super supportive of the whole thing. I mean, I mean, there, she has her struggles, but for the most part, she's by his side. They go to doctors. Yeah, the doctors all sort of accuse him of perversion. Right, they diagnose him. With perversion, and he undergoes several medical treatments, radiation. Yeah, radiation, and nothing works because that's not how you do this. And um, so the struggle just intensifies um, as he becomes more and more Lily and less and less Einar, and people closest to him, they really do support him. Like, Mm -hmm. no one rejected him when they found out, oh, you're into this. Not his. Some of his friends didn't even bring it out into the open, but everyone kind of just went, okay, yeah, we know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Like, we know it's you. I thought that was interesting, too. I, I think one thing about the movie is that definitely the performances stand out. Well, there were some some questions about that, too. I, I was reading that um, a lot of the critics were saying that he, he overdid it. He overacted. Really? He was too... Feminine, hmm. where they said, you know, the the 
batting of the eyelashes, the way um, that he posed himself, the way that he would look um, at different characters, whether it be his wife or his friend, they said it was it was too overdone, almost hmm. cartoony. You know, I guess maybe just because I like to fancy myself directing and things, like I kind of feel like that must have been a choice made between the actor and the director. And if you put anybody in that role, you're going to get any any version of different, any number of different performances. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I feel like that's a real strong opinion. Right. I mean, it didn't really, I wasn't ever taken out of the movie because I was like, wow, he's batting his eyelashes right. too much. Right. I don't know if it's just people looking for things. Like I saw some, something um, where some people were criticizing the movie because they didn't get a transgender woman to play the lead. You know, it's like, what are you going to do with, with stuff like that? Maybe, it, yeah, it would have been great. But, I mean, I think Eddie Redmayne is clearly a good actor. Yeah. With, you know, I thought he was a good, yeah. a good pick for that so, role. So, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm just forgiving of that kind of casting and those kind of choices. But then again, I'm not really in the demographic that would be likely to criticize True. So, I mean, I can see maybe they're coming from a different perspective and opinions are opinions. What are you going to do? Right. And and I took it as he's new at being a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> he's never been a woman. Yeah. So he's just kind of trying things out. Yeah. I mean, he, they showed him kind of studying women whenever mm-hmm. he got the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. You know, he would like mimic their poses. and Right. And, and so, I mean, I guess a critic could say, well, the women shouldn't have been doing such flamboyant poses and he should have... You know, but again, it didn't bother me, no. but I'm not the person who would be criticizing that sort of thing. So right. um, um, I thought they did a pretty good job of showing how he was struggling living mm-hmm. like the double life for a little while. I mean, it wasn't too long before he finally just decided like, hey, I got to be me. I got to be Lily. And right. he went for it. So, But what does that mean he went for it? Well, he... Um, was evidently one of the first people to go through with gender reassignment surgery. Right. Some some sites are saying, or some things I'm reading are saying, that he was the first. Mm-hmm. And then others are saying he was one of the first. Well, in my opinion, it's safe at least to say he was one of the first. Okay. So we can still, Let's go I that. think, call call him a pioneer. Call her a pioneer. Call Lily a pioneer. Um, we are not confident that we have the facts that Lily was the first, but was definitely one of the first. Yes. So, um, and evidently there were quite a few um, differences from the actual mm-hmm. story to the novel yeah. to the movie. Um, the character Hans is one of uh, Lily's childhood friends and Lily describes how Hans kissed him when he was a boy and that was something that kind of like very early on said hey I'm I might be different right and so Hans comes back into the story 
and is is really supportive. Like, Hans is another character who, like, immediately knows what's up. Lily doesn't show up for dinner, or Einar doesn't show up for dinner. They go back, you know, Gerda and Hans go back to the flat, and Lily's sitting there reading a book, and Hans is just like, okay, I got this. Like, I know what's going on here. and But just totally plays along, and is totally cool, and is really supportive. Um, well, that's because he's trying to get with Gerda. He's putting in his time. They, did, <laughs> they didn't really go into that much. That does seem to be the way it was kind of going. They they do kiss at one point. Yes. But that's actually Gerda initiating it because Lily just is not providing any sort of support at all. And she's distraught and looking for help. And here comes Hans. But Hans actually doesn't exist in real life. That really? Was, that was a character that was made up for the movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And that was upsetting to me because I thought Hans was a pretty good character. We should back up to... Um, Lily's story. Lily did pass away due to surgeries that were involved with becoming a woman. However, the film, she dies after the second gender reassignment surgery. When she's... Because there's two surgeries. Right. One is to chop off the penis. Get rid of the male parts. And then the second one is to form a vagina. Right. So in the film... Lily dies from complications of constructing the vagina. And in real life, evidently, one thing that they were, um, that Lily was very into was the idea of having a a child, a biological child. So um, the film doesn't touch on the fact that she wanted to have a uterus implanted. That's crazy. And and sort of move toward um, possibly having a child. And that is the surgery that actually resulted in her dying. That happened. And by that time, Gerda and and Lily were living separate lives. And it said that Gerda wasn't actually around for a lot of what was portrayed in the film's ending. Of course, she has to be for the movie. Um, But she had married some... And she didn't... Hans didn't exist. So she married some Italian uh, officer... And um, was living in Italy. And then she learned of Lily's death. And pretty much as, as a painter, um, you know, she had burned through all of her savings and was got divorced from the Italian guy and never had children, never married and like had become a big drinker and died without any money. What? <laughs> in 1940. Stop. Yeah. Really? Yeah, evidently, like, Gerda, not a happy ending. No, not at all. So. Well, I'm not going to lie. If you were to one day start wearing my clothes and wanting to chop off your penis, I would die a... Broke alcoholic. <laughs> and there we go, making light of a very intense topic that many people care deeply about and are very confused and conflicted about. Well, yeah. Well, and, you know... I, this I, is the entertainment portion right, of the podcast. Right, right, right. of course. You know, We're very supportive of people that make these decisions, course. whatever. I actually... I, I had a friend in high school who went through this. What? Yeah. Gender reassignment surgery? Yes. Yep. Really? Uh, I shouldn't say, like, a real close friend, but someone I'd hung out with several times. Um, I, I'm just not in contact with that person much anymore because life takes people in different directions. But yeah, I mean, she took it. I mean, we're, we're going surgeries. I mean, it's not just 
let's dress a certain way and live a certain lifestyle. It was surgical. I mean, that, it had gotten to that point. Wow. Um, and, okay, so here's a few other interesting facts. So Eddie Redmayne, star of the film, mm-hmm. um, did this movie did, uh, you know, great critical acclaim for his, his other film that he did um, about Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. When he played Stephen Hawking. Then he was in Jupiter Ascending. The just critically destroyed sci-fi movie by the Wachowski siblings. Which, by the way, as most people probably know by now, um, Larry Wachowski and Andy Wachowski, the Wachowski brothers, made The Matrix. The Matrix trilogy. Well, Larry became Lana. And more recently... Um, Andy became Lily. So now you have Lana and Lily Wachowski. Both of them are transgender women. Yeah. And they directed Jupiter Ascending that Eddie Redmayne was a part of. Um, And it came out the same year as um, this film. Yes. Wow. I did not know that. That's really interesting. Yeah. And... um, yeah, that movie, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I mean, everything I read was just like, it's jaw-droppingly bad. And it's the one with <laughs> Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it, 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 real big budget, real high special effects. I'm not sure what role Eddie Redmayne plays in it, but evidently he's in that movie. So, you know, maybe sometimes you just need a paycheck. <laughs> you know, you do the art film, you do the commercial film, that happens. One question I had during pretty much the whole movie, because, I mean, again, the movie's heavy. I mean, there's a lot of big, big, deep things happening. Yeah. Where were their families? Yes, you did ask that. Nobody, no siblings. It was just Gerda and Lily the whole time. Yeah. And Hans. Hans was hanging out. Yeah, yeah. It it never was brought up. They never talked about their family. There was never any indication of even siblings. Now, I didn't ask where was Cobra's family, but <laughs> with this, it's like a real deep life crisis for a lot of people. And where do you go for that kind of thing? Right. You go to your family. Exactly. And so that's why I think it stuck out a little more that there wasn't any kind of uh, familial presence in the movie. Mm-hmm. Another thing I was I saw was like, evidently, the actual records to put the story, this actual story together... There's not a lot of records. Like, there's not a lot of hospital records to corroborate a lot of this, the story. There's not a lot of public record. Because it just, in Denmark at that time, they just didn't keep those sort of things, I guess. So, you know, I mean, who knows? I'm sure that there was much more to the story than, than what we got in the movie. Though, I think, in my opinion, it effectively shows uh, the struggle. Because okay. I don't think you see a lot of movies on this topic. I would like to have seen more of Gerda's struggle. I know that they showed her struggle. They showed that she was supportive of it. But I I would have liked to have seen more of what she went through and more of like her struggle. It was a lot, I think. I think there was, I think she went through a lot. I mean, she had to have. I think they showed her as a pretty strong character because, I mean, she went through a lot. She struggled, but she always came back and helped. And she was always there for him up until the end. Yeah. And 
according well, to the, the film. Movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. According to real life, she mm-hmm. just ran off with an Italian soldier and was like, oh, uh, he finally passed. <laughs> you know? I think this was a good pick. I think it was nice for us to go from, uh, you know, eating fast food to something that's a little bit more of a gourmet cuisine. Um, this was a gourmet cuisine to you? Comparatively. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. It is It is after two in the morning. Yep, we're finishing this one up kind of late. Our five-month-old son is going to wake up probably in the next two hours. Yep. Yeah. So we got to go. We got to get bottles ready and that sort of thing. Try to get a little sleep. So um, we will catch you next time. And she is Aaron Hall's. And he is Jason Holes. And we will see you next time on Man Woman Movie. Oh, wow, Pee Wee. <laughs>